Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts, Rachel Archelaus and Megan Grandelmeyer. Merging spirituality and business on the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hi, everyone. It's Megan Crandlemeyer here on Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio. Uh, we are broadcasting live here in Connecticut, and I'm with my co-host, Rachel Archelaus. Hello. We are so happy you are joining us today. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about Soulfulpreneur, uh, Rachel and I decided to start this show because we felt like there was a need out there for people to talk about how you blend business and spiritual life. Um, it, it's, um, it can sometimes be a challenge. You're spiritually aware. Maybe you want to work in a, in a spiritual type environment, um, doing that kind of work. And, and sometimes people are a little hesitant to charge money. What should I charge? Um, thoughts like that. So we talk with different people on this show um, who are living their sole purpose or who want to live their sole purpose. And, and we address some of those spiritual and business issues. So we're really happy to be here today. Um, we have a website associated with our radio show, and it's soulfulpreneur.com, and full has two L's. And if you visit our website, there is a, a little opt-in on the right-hand side where you can join our email list, and then we'll remind you when the next show is, and who our guest is, and any other updates we feel like we want to share. Um, so our show is part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network on Blog Talk Radio, and it's a network for all things metaphysical. We have the most fabulous team ever assembled, and you can look for updates on this network on Facebook. Um, we do have a Facebook page. If you go to Facebook.com and just search on Enlightenment Evolution Network, you'll see we pop up. And all the different shows that are offered on the network uh, post a link to their show uh, on Facebook a few hours before the show starts. So we have shows almost every day of the week on this network. Rachel and I have Tuesday afternoons, but um, there's shows on um, other days of the week. So here is what's coming up. All right. Thank you, Megan. That was a wonderful introduction. Uh, so Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gothier. He's the founder of this network, and he has the show that started it all. He has a trip through Wednesdays, where every first Wednesday of the month, Rob channels Treb, who will take all callers' questions. The third Wednesday will be special guests, such as channelers and other metaphysical teachers. And the other two weeks are freestyle call-ins to share information and love with whoever wishes to co-create the evening. His next guest is his childhood friend, Scott, a.k.a. the Pied Piper. And next week is the well-known channel, Jeffrey Hopp. You can find Rob on Facebook at the Enlightenment Evolution Network and also on his webpage, trebchanneling.com. Awesome. Well, Thursday evenings at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we have Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour. And he broadcasts from lovely Lake Warramug in Clarkston, Michigan. And on his show, he will be discussing in-depth a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. His next guest this Thursday is from The Hague, Netherlands, the amazing Karen Newman and twin flame Crystal Vandenaker, who will be sharing insights and taking calls for readings and assistance. You can find Philip and the Consciousness Evolution 2.0 group on Facebook and you can also search Philip Malika on YouTube and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Friday nights, starting in July, 
uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, will be the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel. And there will be more information as the show comes closer to being aired. And then Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, we have the Odyssey Ascension with Roxanne Swainhart. Join the one and only Roxanne for two hours of Blow Your Mind Ascension downloads. She is amazing. Be open, be ready, and just be with us while she answers your questions about past lives, ETs, soul purpose, energy activations, and all things Ascension. Roxy is a channeler and Ascension guide. And last but not least, we have Heart to Heart Talk Radio with Daniel Scranton at its new time, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And he and his featured guests will discuss topics such as the shift, ETs, global events, channeling, energy work, toning and sound healing, manifestation, and all things metaphysical. Each show will be open to callers. And just call in and get in on those high-frequency discussions on anything and everything related to living on planet Earth and beyond. Daniel is a channel, a Reiki master, and a sound healer. He also teaches channeling, holds regular teleclasses, and provides daily channeled messages for free to his email subscribers, Facebook friends, and on YouTube. And I highly, highly recommend you get on Daniel's list because it's just such a refreshing thing to wake up and read those channeled messages every morning. It just starts your day on such a high note. And so lots of love to everybody on the network. Fabulous, loving, amazing people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of times I just feel like when I read Daniel's emails in the morning, it's it's just something I needed to hear. I always feel like he's talking just to me, but... <laughs> It's all about Megan. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway, um, I just want to remind people that um, if you would like to call in and ask a question at the end of the show, um, Rachel does readings and I help do them a little bit. Um, I'll give you our number. It's 347-308-8788. And we'll take uh, callers at the end of the show. And we're also very happy to say that we have um, a guest today on our show, Asha Krogan, and we're going to be talking to her in a few minutes. Yeah, so Asha is someone I'm working with one-on-one right now, and she's all about the wholehearted yes, you know, bringing your wholehearted yes to your life, incorporating that in and and really watching the magic happen when, when you do that. And so we're going to introduce her formally in a few minutes, but Megan and I thought it would be a great segue to really talk about our wholehearted yes, what that means to us before we learn more about Asha's uh, program flow and, and really see how it all comes together so wonderfully. So Megan, I know for me, I when when I learned that, like going to your yes and incorporating your yes into your life wasn't selfish. That was a really pivotal moment for me because I think so many people think that, you know, they hear, okay, follow your biggest excitement. Um, That will lead you to, you know, your greatest joy and everything will be great and your life will be wonderful and you'll be helping the world. That didn't make sense to me for a really long time. And it was only when I really started putting that into practice that it started to make sense. So I think it's kind of something you have to do and experience. And and that really is what helped me come to this. Like, what makes 5D living make sense to me? Did you have a similar experience? Well, I lived a long time not listening to my yes. I think I didn't even realize that um, I, I should be doing that. Uh, I kind of went with the flow and uh, did what I was supposed to do. I, I was not a rebellious teenager. And, um, and so it wasn't until here in, in my um, 40s that I realized, gee, I, I need to listen to myself more and follow what's true to me. And, and so that yes feeling to me is, is listening to, to my higher self and making decisions based on that yes. But it took a little while to, to find the yes and to 
stop listening to the shoulds and instead feel the yes. I think for me, when I sit down and ask myself, gee, is this opportunity something I want to do? Um, I do have to get kind of quiet. And I think a lot of times I do feel it almost in my stomach, I think, more chest and stomach, like heart. Um, but, yeah, so it's that, that feeling of, of uh, yes, this feels right. I mean, everybody's a little nervous, I think, sometimes when you, when you have an opportunity and you're making a decision. But there's a difference between feeling nervous, excited, and, and having that pit in your stomach, like, I shouldn't be doing this. And um, so trying to get away from times when you're, when you're ignoring that no and try and find the yes instead, I think is so important. Yeah, definitely. I always ask people to look back on their, on their life and just pinpoint the places where they did follow their intuition and they did follow up on that yes and to see what happened. And then to look back on if they didn't, like if they went ahead, even though they got a real no for themselves, and then see what happened. Because, you know, when we can make this more real instead of just fantasy, instead of just concept, and really look and see that we're already doing it, it's already applicable to us because we've really lived our life this way, even if we're not aware of it, that really makes a difference too. It's like when people learn about the law of attraction for the first time, and then you know, it doesn't really make sense. And then they, they look back and they're like, wow, when I was really fixated on that thing, that's what was happening. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, and um, I think that life gets a lot easier when you start listening to the yeses and start, you know, looking for that feeling and and following your gut feel. And when something is no, it sometimes it feels sad. Sometimes you you kind of want to do something, but you're getting a no, and you feel disappointed. But I think all you're doing is making room for something better to come along. So, absolutely, I've had that happen so many times where I've wanted to take a trip or go to a class, and I've gotten a no, and I was like devastated and heartbroken, and and it was all for my best good. You know, a couple months later. Um, there was one time very specifically where I was really upset. And then a few months later, the perfect class came along. I got a big yes. And it really did change my life. And it's actually how I met Asha. So I would love to get into introducing her so we can hear about her version of the wholehearted yes and, and really use her expertise for a while. So don't forget, you can call in to ask Asha questions at 347 308 8788. And here is her intro. Asha Krogan inspires women changemakers to work not just from their hearts, but truly with them so they can shift out of stress and into their wholehearted yes. Yes to making the difference you came here to make. Yes to claiming your life as specialized training preparing you for their purpose. Yes to be truly on fire and not burnt out. After a heart issue led her to fully integrate the leading-edge science and powerful intuitive wisdom of her heart, Asha now supports women and organizations committed to making a difference to do the same. She works with them to integrate a conscious pulse in their world, a wholehearted flow, so they can keep up with their bigness of their vision with clarity, authenticity, and resilience. You can find more about her at her website, wholeheartedbeing.com. And I would love to introduce Asha. How are you? Oh, Rachel and Megan, I am super happy and over the moon excited to be your first guest on this amazing show. So thank you. (laughs) And it was so wonderful to hear hear you really embodying and, and bringing your wisdom around when you've connected to your yeses and when you haven't and things like that. That was really inspiring to hear. So thank you. That was great. Well, I must admit, I have done a lot of work with Rachel over the past year, and she really helped me uh, learn to listen to that yes and and find it. So uh, we're really excited to to talk to you today and learn more about how you help women do that same thing. So, um, So Asha... Tell us um, a little bit about what led you to your work. And in particular, I know that you had a a bit of a a dramatic health scare 
and a, and a heart issue. And, you know, I was curious if, if that was like a near-death experience for you or, or you know, what, what caused this big transformation? Sure. Thanks, Megan. Um, my feeling always is um, that our hearts have led us to the work that we're here to do. And what I can say is about three years ago, I was walking my son up our long rural driveway here in beautiful rural Nova Scotia, and it was a very snowy day. And on the first uh, corner, my heart started to kind of do backflips and weird beats. By the second corner, I, I really couldn't breathe. I had such um, pressure and, and pain sort of stretching up into my jaw. And my son ran on ahead, and he jumped onto the school bus, and he waved goodbye. And honestly, in that moment, it was all I could do to essentially hold my hand up and stay conscious until the bus left. And then I essentially collapsed in, in the snowbank. And I remember in that moment, we have um, some heart issues in our family. And in that moment, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about the dishes in the sink, and I didn't think about, you know, the rust on the car or credit card bills or any of those things that we, in general, tend to absorb so much of our time and attention. Um, for me, I just had this one thought, and it was, I thought I had more time. You know, I thought I had more time to do what I came here to do. I thought I had more time to share my wisdom with my son. I, I thought I had more time. And and it was a really powerful thought because, I, you know, we often wonder how are we going to feel at the end of our life, you know, when our heart is taking that last beat. Are we going to feel like, yes, I, I, I did what I came here to do. I love the way I came here to love. I gave myself permission to be foolish and extraordinary and fabulous and broken and wounded and vulnerable and all those delicious bits in between? Or are we going to kind of whimper and inhale and, and say, I wish I had more time? So, so in that moment, it was really quite powerful. And, and a few days later in the intensive care, when, when I learned that you know, stress essentially was having a really debilitating impact on my health, on my, on my heart health, I, I realized a couple of things. One was I didn't know nearly enough about stress that I needed to. And the second was I needed to be listening to my heart more. Um, I had always been highly intuitive, and though at the time I was leading um, large-scale programs, um, suicide lines and mental health programs up here in Canada. So I was definitely not a slouch as far as making a difference. The truth was I still wasn't really being wholehearted. I was doing intuitive and support work with women always on the side. And, and I realized that my heart wasn't going to stand for that anymore and that I really needed to be wholehearted. I really needed to weave together all the aspects of myself and really start doing what I came here to do. And so my heart essentially began to lead me. And I feel very strongly it been leading me throughout my life, as well as with the people that I speak with and having listened to the lives of literally tens of thousands of people through my other work, um, I see clearly how our hearts do lead us. And they prepare us for the difference that we're here to make. So... Um, that's exactly what happened. It was this really impactful moment that my heart decided to stop whispering and actually shouted one day, and, and that changed everything. That's a really amazing story and, you know, very powerful, and it's probably something that if we listen to that and we can identify the stress that we have and maybe the misplaced priorities, we can avoid having to have our heart shout at us, you know. And I know that you've developed a program to allow us to connect with our hearts without that shouting. And, and I'm sure that that program came out of your own healing. Can you tell us a bit more about how you put together your wholehearted work? Absolutely, Rachel. And, and you're right, it was very much something that... Um, it, it was born out of that dialogue, 
you know, out of really listening to my heart and beginning to see um, how my heart was speaking to me, how it was speaking to me in symptoms in my body, you know, that little whisper telling us to rest, um, that little tremble of excitement when we're about to start something new that half feels like fear but half feels like enthusiasm. Um, it also speaks to us in emotions as well as life experiences. And what started to happen is, is I then began to take a look and I started to realize that, um, that there was more to our hearts than what we knew. It's not this mindless pump in the middle of our body, and I was led to the work of the Institute of HeartMath, and I became a, a trainer and mentor, um, bringing this work to, to organizations and, and change makers. And it really started to show how, how we feel about things literally changes our entire physiology of our body, quite literally opens our brain so they function differently. And more than that, how we feel actually radiates out on the electromagnetic field of our heart more than four feet from our body in all directions. And that's not talking about an aura, which, you know, other science can prove or disprove, you know, discuss that at length. This is actually an electromagnetic field that literally pulses differently depending on how we're feeling. So essentially, our heart is like this extraordinary radio shard that's playing all the time communicating how we feel that changes the way our body works, changes the way our mind works, and, and also triggers stress or, yes, essentially, in other people around us. And so I began to incorporate that work, this leading-edge edge science, but I also began to incorporate sort of that intuitive wisdom of really listening and translating the heart and, and starting to hear how you know, my heart was speaking to me and starting to learn that my heart was really inspiring a yes inside of me and how the opposite of yes actually wasn't no, it was stress. How our no can be just as strong and powerful a yes as a yes is because they're both leading us to who we are here to be and what we're here to do. The only thing that ever takes us off our path is actually stress because it literally shuts us down. So I, as I started to really do this work and explore it and I was sharing it with people, I started to ask the question of, well, what would my heart do? You know, how does my heart actually function? And, and what I saw was if we just looked at the heart, you know, beyond the magic of it, you know, as being the seat of our soul, beyond the science of it, of how it literally communicates how we feel in every moment um, around the world, essentially, and really just looked at what it does, is when this issue comes to it, when this need comes to it, when this lack of oxygenated blood comes to it, the heart doesn't panic. It doesn't think, oh, my heavens, I don't have oxygen. Whatever shall I do? Instead, it takes inspired action. It sends the blood to the lungs where it can be inspired, which means quite literally inhale, like inspire. It takes in that oxygen. And then when the nourished blood comes back, the heart doesn't rush off to do its job in the world. It first sends its blood around a special vein around the heart so it literally fills up before it flows out. And then it pauses. It pauses between beats. And I started to really question, what if I were to truly follow my heart as mentor? You know, just as a powerful experiment in being wholehearted. How would my life change? And it changed in an extraordinary way. It's like my physical heart health improved. My stress level dropped dramatically. My work came into full alignment. And now I'm working with women literally around the world, supporting them to create a flow in their life. And the flow stands for F being Feel into your heart for clarity, for the inspired action, not the stressed mind, but your heart. L, let yourself fill up. Let yourself receive the support that's already there in your life because if your heart's leading you to an action, it's already set you up for success. So it's already set up supports in your life. 
O is offer your inspired action from a place of fullness, not depletion. And that's something we so often forget. You know, we're just rushing, rushing, rushing. So fill up and then offer the overflow. And W is weave in the pause. Allow these conscious moments a pause, which really allow you to receive. You know, receive the echo of your yes back. And once we've done an inspired action, instead of just rushing out to the next to-do list, allowing, even if it's just a few moments, to really pause and receive, it's amazing the echo of yes that comes back. And the more you allow that pause, the more abundance flows in. The more your yes flows in with, you know, fulfillment, with regard, and even with financial abundance, because you're really coming into alignment. And then, just like the pulse, you just kind of, you do it again. So you just go back to feeling in for inspired action, etc. And so I, I really did that as a conscious um, experiment, and it was so powerful, and now that's the work I, I share in the world. Well... I love everything you just said, and I think that um, I find it fascinating how you uh, you took the the physical aspects of the heart, how it functions, how it it sends blood to the lungs and and works as a team, and uh, and and it doesn't rush through its process. That's an interesting way of of looking at the heart. I, I guess you know our, it goes to show you that our bodies are really symbolic for. For so much, and um, and just looking at at how that functions is is beautiful. Thank you. I know it's amazing, isn't it? It just shows us how often in life the question and the answer actually exist in the same place. And I saw this when I used to manage suicide lines. I saw this in my work with women one on one, and I've seen it in my own life that here I was with this question, how can I really bring this big vision in the world when I had a a physical issue that really required care and attention and I didn't want to burn out? And I was seeing a ton of burnout in the nonprofit world as well as in the transformational sort of entrepreneurial world as well. Women really striving to make a difference, burning out. And, And so the question was around my heart and the answer lay there at the same place. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um I don't um unfortunately I don't know too much about life in Nova Scotia. I know that here on on the East Coast, uh Rachel and I are about an hour and a half out of New York City. Um the go 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 attitude here and the competitiveness and the keeping up with the Joneses and so forth is is you know, it, it wears a person down and um so, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And are, are you starting to see a shift? It, it, you know, I know in my life, I, I spiritually became much more aware over the last couple of years. And I've, I've simplified my life, including, you know, cleaning stuff out and just living a little more simply. But if I go into New York City for the day, it just seems so chaotic there. And I'm thinking, is, you know, is everybody getting this message we slow down? Because it doesn't feel like that in New York. Well, absolutely. I mean, right now, life and and time itself seems to be uh, playing with dichotomy, right? Because at the same time that life is speeding up infinitely, almost nauseatingly, uh, to a pace that's kind of inhumane, at the same time, the present moment is incredibly deep and wide. So there's this this conflict, this um, challenge that exists. And yes, time is speeding up. And, and what being in the flow is all about, what, you know, really consciously using the heart as mentor and incorporating the pulse is about, it's not about stepping out of life. And it's not even necessarily about slowing down. It's about really being conscious and creating a pulse so that in each moment, you can really just touch base. What's the inspired action? What's the support I need? Even if it's just taking a few breaths, breathing in gratitude, really filling up before you take the inspired action, and even just having a few minutes of pause afterwards, 
before doing it again, it really helps create um, a sense of balance. And what I've been finding is it's um, an anecdote, or sorry, an antidote to the busyness. Like busyness has become a new religion that proves your worth. If you are not busy, you are not worthy, it seems, in society. So what your heart is whispering to you, though, is not to be distracted by the busy. Because quite often, what's on your to-do list has very little to do with why you're here and the thread you're here to bring to the weaving. In many respects, our busyness is our way of um, anesthetizing ourselves, of putting ourselves to sleep, of filling our days with so many other things so that we don't notice that we didn't actually do what we desired to do. So the bringing in that pulse, that flow into life, is really like gifting ourselves with a conscious decision, you know, bringing our yes to being who we came here to be and doing what we came here to do. And life then becomes infinitely easier. For example, I don't have a, a to-do list. I have an inspired action. And, and I'm sh- happy to share with all of your listeners and the people in your community as just a free, whole, open-hearted offering, my favorite wholehearted yes meditation and what I do each morning with a little PDF that I fill in that will support them to start being really more conscious with their flow in life. Because I have always left five things or less on my inspired action. And often two of those things relate to, you know, caring for my body and being present with the people I love. So at the end of the day, there's only usually three inspired actions that actually relate to my work. And yet, because my heart guided me to them, they're the right things to do at the right time, as opposed to me spinning out thinking, what am I to do, what am I to do, what am I to do? So much energy is wasted in um, running away from the answer to the question that's running around in your mind. So it's, it's a shift in perspective for sure. That's amazing. What is the link that people can find the gift at? Okay. Well, it, it will be at wholeheartedbeing.com slash soulfulpreneur. And um, I will be loading that up once I'm off this call. I was just finishing up with the final call of my online program, which was Yes to Your Wholehearted Purpose, just an hour before this, so life has been pretty full. But within an hour after this call, it will be on. So it will be on my site, wholeheartedbeing.com, forward slash soulfulpreneur, and it will be there for for everyone who's interested. And Thank you so much with that, for doing inspire. that. Yeah, you are so welcome. So, yeah, I love what you're saying about how our capacity to live in the moment is deepening. And I've really seen that happen as I've lived more from my yes over the past few years. Um, And especially in the past, I'd say, six months, and and even more so working with you, is that my mind isn't so distracted anymore, and I'm really attuned to following my heart and what it's saying to me. And... I'm creating in the moment. I'm I'm actually making all my decisions in the moment. I'm living in the moment and and it's a different way of doing things. It's you're right, it's not living from a list. It's like an opportunity comes up and you may not be able to see the end, but if it feels right, you go with it. And then it everything just seems to work out. You get what you need on the way there. All the pieces come together. It everything flows and it's like a big braid. Your life is like all these strands that weave together effortlessly and there's such fulfillment. And you know, fulfillment is a filled life. It's not that you just are lounging around all the time if that's not what you want. But it's a different it's a different word than busy. It's it's filled, right? It's not busy. And there's a huge feeling difference and feeling state in that. Absolutely. I remember, I think it was about maybe 
five or seven years ago, I banned the word busy from my language, and I adopted the word full because I thought, you know, I desire, I'm committing, I'm bringing my yes to a life that is full and fulfilling, not busy anymore, because I, I desire that whatever I commit, however many heartbeats I have left, I'm gifting them to things that make my heart sing out yes. And you're absolutely right, Rachel. It's a different way of living, and it might sound kind of like, oh, yes, but what about the real things in life that come up? And what I've found is when you say yes to something, and it's not from the stress mind of I'm just going to throw a bunch of spaghetti up on the wall and just see what sticks and what's going to work, but when you really sort of tune in, what's that inspired action, and then you take it, the universe echoes that yes back to you. And sometimes it echoes that yes back, like, with um, beautiful clarity, you know, perhaps more clients or clarity on your message or, um, you know, whatever it happens to be, financial abundance, just different things. And sometimes it echoes your yes back to you through limitations. So what ends up happening is even things that in the past you may have thought were pushbacks, even those you're able to translate them to truly translate the mess into the message and see what the gift is. So, for example, when I was um, first started doing the Yes to Your Wholehearted Purpose two months ago, uh, within a week, several things came up. My father's health took a turn. He needed to go into hospital. Um, there were different things that came up. In the past, were I not you know, more connected to my heart, I would have thought, oh, this is a pushback, you know, here's a big resounding no from the universe, or I would have struggled and pushed and pushed and pushed through it. And instead, I really paused, went into my heart, and what became clear to me was this was a whispering saying, if you only had so much time left, is this the program you'd be bringing to the world? And my answer was yes. So instead of something coming up that would have in the past kind of knocked me off, instead it fueled me. Like it made me and invited me to bring more of myself to the group, to share more of myself with the women who had signed up. And it also inspired me to do things differently. I'd also actually ended up having my hand in a cast. And I draw and write everything out. Like my inspiration usually involves a pencil in my hand, So suddenly I couldn't do that. And yet I had just, my heart had totally prepared me for this, I had just completed a fabulous like video challenge with Michelle Hart. And so I thought, well, why don't I do videos? So I ended up doing a good portion of the group. Instead of simply PDFs that they would have, it was videos. And they loved it. So again, in the past, I would have looked at these things of, oh, my heavens, my father's in the hospital, my hand is in the cast, you know, this is a real pushback. But instead, I was able to really connect to the message and really fully receive it, and those things became supports to me. So that's sort of the powerful alchemy that happens when you really, you know, step into your yes, when you really begin to trust your heart and live in that space, then then limitations Um, are translatable as opposed to they become, um, you know, breadcrumbs on your path leading you as opposed to big stone walls. Yeah, I totally love that. I use um, the example of diet in my life. Like I have a lot of foods and food groups that challenge me, you know, and over the years I, I used to think that you know, there was something wrong with me and that I would get over it someday. And then something flipped and I just decided to look at it as a tool. You know, it's a tool to keep my vibration higher, to keep my body cleaner. And it's just showing that that's what my body prefers and why fight it? Why not just go with it? And I'm actually grateful for that because it is how I feel my best. So I totally get what you're saying is is flipping that around instead of something bad it's really just it's showing you the way absolutely and it's not a place of like denial like it's not about self-denial and it's not about suppressing emotion of oh this is really horrible so i'm going to put on my rigid 
everything is good, everything is for the best, rigid smile. No, it's it's not about that. It's actually about, you know, you bring your yes to the limitation, just like you did. Instead of resisting it, pushing it away, you kind of, you embrace it. You bring your yes to that limitation, and in that, you begin to see, you know, the gift. You begin to see the message um, that's there for you, because... Because honestly, after, after listening to the lives of tens of thousands of people, I feel really strongly that your heart and the universe are conspiring for your success. So embrace that, say yes to it, and, and just allow, allow the journey to evolve. Like there's a reason people are listening to this show, there's a, whether it's live or in the recording later, there's a reason this message is coming to them. And just kind of have the courage to say yes to that and explore it. That's awesome, Asha. Um, we've had some people uh, write in um, because it, it seems as though, you know, people, they want to be more living their sole purpose. But um, we've had some people write in and say, but I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know what my purpose is. Do you have any thoughts for people that are struggling with that issue? Oh, they may absolutely. be just filling their day. They're busy, 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 but they just don't know. I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, hmm. I'm just feeling into the best way to communicate that. What, again, what, I've, what I have found is that you are here to make a difference and that your heart has actually been leading you to make that and preparing you. That's why I often call your life your MHA. It's your Master's in Heart Authenticity. It's the, the only credential you need to make the difference you're here to make, and it's what makes you credible for the people you're here to serve. And so really claiming your life, beginning to um, a beautiful exercise that I walk um, women through is we look at key turning points in their life. But we look at these key turning points in their life through the lens of their heart, and we begin to see the commonalities. And what ends up happening is you begin to see this core thread that's moved through your life. And once you see that, you can't unsee it. Once you see that, you begin to really claim it. Um, and so... Uh, the best way to, to share it is an example. Um, when, I was, when I did this work, I was looking at three key turning points in my life. One was um, when I had the courage to say yes, you know, and, and take a job I thought I was wholly unqualified for, and yet through me, massive change occurred. And, and it's because I, I said yes. And, and another moment was essentially my most terrifying moment. Um, in my life. And, and even though one was a happy moment, one wasn't, they had commonalities. And when I distilled them down, I realized that in every turning point in my life, I had been guided to really go into my heart, feel him for what was authentic for me, and do what was right to me regardless of what the rest of the world said to me. And when I really received that, I was then able to look and say, hey, that's actually what I've been doing in any job I had, that's what I was doing. And in any turning point in my life, that's either what I was learning or what I was bringing. So it's either the thread I was spinning or what I was bringing to the weaving. And now I'm just doing it far more consciously. So I would encourage them and say, there is something you have been uniquely prepared to do here that you said yes to and perhaps really exploring that, looking at, your, um, looking at your purpose in that way. And if it's helpful, um, I feel really drawn to say that I would be very willing to gift nine sessions to, to the first nine people that, that email me um, and, and work through this with you for free. We could just do a 45-minute session on it because it's so empowerful. Like it's incredible when you hear your thread and really claim it, life changes. So don't give up; it's there, and allow it. Give your yes to seeing it. That's amazing, and I I did that exercise with Asha, and 
you know, I'm no stranger to myself. I I meditate daily. I talk to my guides and my higher self all the time. I integrate. I mean, this is my world, right? I did this with Asha just a few weeks ago, and it was absolutely life-changing. There really aren't many words for it. I was crying like a baby most of the time, and what I saw was not what I thought I would see. The thread itself was not... um, It wasn't a surprise, but the turning points are things I never would have thought of just off the top of my head. And it was incredibly powerful. And I still, she's right, you cannot unsee it. Even if you knew it beforehand, when you go through that, now it pops into my head all the time when I'm thinking about classes I want to offer, when I'm thinking about people I'm working with. My unique thread really does come through, and I feel more connected to myself. And that's an incredibly generous offer that you just made. So I really hope that people will email you. Can you give us your email so that they know where to contact you? Sure, sure. It's Asha, A-S-H-A, at wholeheartedbeam.com. That's amazing. And, and, and it's, it is really powerful. And you're right. Often it's not as surprising. Yet when you distill it down... Suddenly life becomes easier because in each moment that comes up, you're thinking, how is this an invitation for me to bring my thread? Or how is this an invitation for me to learn it? And, and life quiets and becomes really powerful. And I'm so glad that it resonated for you. That's awesome, Rachel. Yeah. If you'd like to ask Asha a question, we do have a few more minutes. You can call in to 347-308. 8788. No need to be shy. And you do have to press 1 to raise your hand so that we see that you have a question um, versus just listening. So just to remind people. And if you want to call in uh, and have a quick reading with Rachel, she's um, amazing and um, she can give you insight as well. So 347 308 so, Asha, um, I understand that your online group um, just wrapped up. Um, what's next for you? Well, right now I'm in that place of pause, which is really beautiful. I'm really allowing myself to fully receive all the emotion. Um, I had an amazing group of women, and I, I love them. And all I know now is I just desire to continue doing this work. So at this point, there's a few things coming up. One is I'm feeling really inspired around offering uh, the Summer of Yes as a free series where I'll, you know, share some wisdoms, share some inspirations throughout the summer, as well as launching a three-month program called Be on Fire, Not Burnt Out, where we'll really dive into the flow, sort of spend three weeks on each component of the flow and really support women to connect to their hearts, connect to their thread, um, really learn how to fill up, offer it, and to weave in that pause. And that really feels like some of the next steps coming up. And the other thing that I am over the moon excited about and and I am really hopeful, and I believe Rachel's already said yes to this, is that uh, in the autumn we'll be launching Your Wholehearted Yes sort of global telesummit and interviewing incredible women who have really said yes to their purpose to share what that did for them and how they're supporting other women in in their yes. So, yeah, life is full, and yet it still feels really delicious with these moments of pause and this fulfillment that comes when when you're doing the work you came here to do. It's, It's gorgeous. So, Asha, um, with the groups of women that you have worked with, um, are are you finding that some women are tackling this issue that Rachel and I are on on this show, which is blending business with spiritual? You know, people like Reiki masters or massage therapists, or do you you run into that where some people are struggling with that issue of of business and spiritual? Uh, absolutely, because in their mind, they're perceiving it as separate. 
And that's why I use the word wholehearted. You know, it's not about us self-amputating. It's not about us leaving bits of ourselves behind, but it's about full integration. So absolutely, that comes up um, for women, especially around really valuing what they do and allowing themselves to receive. That is a really key issue that does come up. So um, definitely it's something. That's why I was so excited that you're launching this radio program, and I hope that you'll have me back in the future because I'd love to promote it and support it. It's such a needed thing. Women are really being called to rise and really make a difference in the world. And one of the things we're being invited to do is kind of get over ourselves a little bit and really allow ourselves to fully receive. But for many of us, that's a whole new language and a whole new set of tools that really requires nourishing and support. So what you're doing here is amazing, and I love it. Well, thank you, and thank you for that answer. Um, You know, it's interesting because I I definitely do agree that women need to band together here. but in listening to some of the other shows on our um, network, um, I know that I've heard Rob even talk about that he's struggled with the idea of, of charging and, and he's channeled for years now. And so even the men in spiritual-oriented uh, businesses struggle with it. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's, some, it's, it's one of our um, human elements and... And I think it's sort of birthed from this desire to be of service, you know, but we, again, it's, it's, we're just missing part of it. You know, we, we hear the first part of the pulse, which is the inspired action, and, and then we do it, and we're forgetting the other components of the pulse, which is filling up before offering, as well as, you know, weaving in the pause and really allowing and receiving. And... And it's amazing because when you begin to value your work, other people do as well. And something I had learned um, through my time, too, because before I I never charged, is that I've created a a flow so that people can work with me, whether it's for free all the way through to like a one-on-one offering, so that there's free things that I offer, and then there's other things that I charge for. And honestly, there's been times that I've offered people amazing experiences for free, and they've been unable to receive. So when I've removed the limitation of money, they've invited a new limitation to take its place, such as time or focus or energy. So sometimes what I've found is when I really acknowledge and allow an energetic exchange that includes respect, that includes regard, that includes um, financial as well as their time, so there's this energetic exchange, we both show up greater. And at least that's what I found from my experience. Oh, absolutely. I think that there's so much in front of us right under our nose that we just don't see because energetically we're, we're just not ready to see it. So um, that's, that's a great point that you made, that even when you offer something for free, people won't do it, and they're just not ready, and that's okay. And that's, and, okay. and, that's, and that's completely okay, exactly. But it also then goes to show that that the limitation many times is not the money, so we don't need to keep lowering, 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 because, yeah. because that's actually not the answer. It's about I feel into what's the energetic exchange that feels honoring to me, that given the transformation that I provide and support and, and, and support them to receive, um, that I feel good about that, that it's something that's accessible and at the same time honoring. So so I don't go overboard, but I also I make sure it's something that feels good. And again, um, you, we actually had a whole section on uh, pricing your offering through your heart. So Because when you've made a decision in your heart, it's grounded and it sticks. When we make a decision in our stress mind, that's when we tend to go back and forth, back and forth like a ping pong. So um, it is definitely something that's needed out there to connect with that and allow. That's true. You know, I price my work um, with the same intuition that inspires the what of it. So what we're doing in the programmer class is the same thing, you know, that's tied to the price. So 
I kind of just hand it over to my heart as well. And then, you, you know, there's really no judgment about it because it's in the same package that you're receiving the other inspired information. So why would it be any different, you know? And I found that that's really helped me. And then I can use it if I'm uncomfortable about the price, whether I feel in my head that it's too high or too low. It's just an opportunity for me to grow into that or to stretch into that or to work out those feelings. And it becomes less about the judgment about money and whether people have it or don't have it, whether I want more of it or don't want more of it. Then it's just about, you know, like again, another spiritual tool that I can use to help myself grow into a more integrated and heart-centered person. Absolutely, Rachel. Thank you for sharing that because when you were speaking, the heart whisper that flowed in so clearly um, it was that when you're creating your offering and you're in that powerful, beautiful sort of energetic of you are bringing your thread to the weaving, you're really offering yourself. When you bring that same energetic to... Um, feeling into the energetic, the sort of financial and energetic exchange for that, then there isn't a conflict because they both have the same vibration. Yeah. You know, it's when we've created the offering from this like heart-based, open-hearted, and then we go to set the price and we go into like woundedness or we go into other <laughs> thing, you know, and there's this dropping. It creates a tension. And honestly, you know, the people we're here to serve, they feel that. And it can sometimes feel like a lack of integrity or like a little bit of, I don't know, something doesn't quite feel right here. But I now understand it's because we weren't in the same energy when we were when we were deciding and allowing that that um, price to flow in, that investment to flow in. Yeah. Well, Asha, you have been such an amazing guest and I thank you so much for everything you've shared and your offers to help our listeners. I mean, you're just incredible. Is there anything that we we skipped over that you want to let everybody know about? The only thing that comes to mind is to share something that flowed in about a year before my heart issue, and it's really been a clarion call for me. And and it was this: this message came in. It was there are times in your life when you are called to rise to shake loose the old patterns and truly shine. That time is now. The world is waiting for the difference only you can make. The world is waiting for your yes. I just desire to share that as a, as a powerful heart whisper. There's an invitation in your life happening right now that's asking you to say yes to it. And how much fear and how much enthusiasm you have for it, it's simply just an indication of how much time you're spending in stressed mind and how much time you're spending in your heart. So the more time you spend in heart, the more enthusiasm. So don't let fear distract you. Instead, um, really adopt it as kind of like that trembling of the seed before it falls from the tree. You know, it's it's simply an indicator that that magic is afoot. So um, I hope that's inspired the people who are listening and will be listening to the recording. That's fabulous. Thank you so much again, everybody. You can check out Asha's website at wholeheartedbeing.com. And within the hour, she will have our a lovely gift for everybody, a meditation and a PDF to find your wholehearted yes. This is her morning routine, mine now as well. Um, and it's wholeheartedbeing.com forward slash soulfulpreneur. And don't forget that's two L's. So again, thank you, Asha. We will certainly have you back and be looking out for your new programs over the summer and your lovely telesummit, which I will be promoting more and I'm happy, overjoyed to be a part of. So, yeah, and I echo the same thing. Thank you so much, Asha, for, for being our first guest and, and sharing so much and, um, and and sharing really a personal story with all of us. Um, it, it just felt right to have you on. So thank you. 
Well, thank you both of you so much. I so appreciated it, and I will definitely be promoting um, this show and also this movement that you are really starting around supporting people to sort of shift out of that isolation of the solopreneur, of this like sense that we're all alone, and really into that empowered, beautiful, um, supportive thing of being a soulfulpreneur. I really love it, and I will definitely be promoting this too. So blessings to everyone, and uh, don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. So, well, that was lovely. Yes, and I have to say um, that the name Soulfulpreneur actually came from Asha as we were working together one day. Um, she was talking about her heart whispers. Well, she connects intuitively, and and that word came up for me, and she was kind enough to hand it over, and we ran with it. So thank you, Asha. You're you're quite a gift to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Even more of a reason to have her on as our first guest. Exactly. And, and we'll, we'll talk to her again in a few months, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So just to remind everybody that um, we are on Blog Talk Radio Live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. And we are part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. And there's a whole team of us doing radio shows most every day of the week. Um, so some of the shows that are coming up tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we have the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with Rob Gauthier, and he is the person that started this, this entire network for us. And um, he channels uh, Treb, who takes callers' questions, and he also has special guests and metaphysical teachers. And uh, some of his shows are just freestyle call-ins to share information and love with whoever wishes to co-create the evening. And his guest uh, tomorrow night is Scott, uh, who he also calls the Pied Piper. And I, I know it's a childhood friend, and he's really looking forward to that show. And on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, is Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution Hour an amazing guy with an amazing show. He talks in-depth on a wide range of metaphysical topics from the perspective of the fifth dimension. His next guest is from The Hague, Netherlands, the amazing Karen Newman, and twin flame Crystal Vandenaker, who will be sharing insights and taking calls and readings and assistance. You can find Philip and the Consciousness Evolution 2.0 group on Facebook. Um, amazing group, by the way. And you can also subscribe to his YouTube channel by searching Philip Malika on YouTube. Awesome. You know, I'm just getting to know Philip in the last uh, couple of months as I became a part of this network along with you. And I don't think I've met a nicer person. Yeah. He just, love just comes out of him. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's really fun. Um, Friday night, starting in July. Uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we have the Earth Experience with Kalina Angel. So we're really looking forward to hearing more. I know that her first show is going to be about when the shift hits the fan. Uh, so that should be a, a great kickoff show. And um, so she will have more information coming out, and we will share that with you. And Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, is the Odyssey Ascension with Roxanne Swainhart, another sweetheart. Join the one and only Roxanne for two hours of Blow Your Mind Ascension downloads and be open, ready, and just be while they answer your questions about past lives, ETs, soul purpose, energy activations, and all things Ascension. Roxy is a channeler and Ascension guide. And on Monday nights, uh, Monday late afternoon, I guess, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, is Heart to Heart Talk Radio with our friend Daniel Scranton. Uh, And I know he wanted us to mention that this coming Monday he will be channeling and he's going to have some kind of special topic, but um, it's TBD. He didn't, (laughs) you know, totally uh, tip his hand yet as to what he's doing, but his channeling is amazing. Um, He talks about topics such as the shift and global events, channeling, energy work, toning, and sound healing. He does a lot with sound. He does a lot of prep 
before he even starts to channel with his voice, which is interesting. I really like the sound work as well. So um, each show, he opens the phone lines to callers, generating high-frequency discussions on anything and everything related to living on planet Earth and beyond. And Daniel is a Reiki master and sound healer. So we're looking forward to that next week. He had an awesome show last night. So Yeah. So thanks to everybody in the network. Thanks to everybody listening. If you have questions in between shows, you can email us at soulfulpreneur at gmail.com. And that's two L's and soulful. We are full of soul here. Thanks again. And until next time, we love you and have a great time merging your business with your spirituality. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.